Thank you, Mr. Garner, for your song. Welcome back to the Fourth and Long Podcast. This is episode number six. I am Brandon Fletcher. Oh, and I'm Connor James. Is this episode six? It's episode six. Wow. Are you excited? Yeah, I was fully prepared to introduce myself, but then when you said episode six, I was like, like wait, hot damn. Is that we've really been how many we've done? Long? Yeah. <laughs> we did five last week. This is six. We can count. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we have to clear the air. This is early. We are putting this out on Tuesday night rather than our normal Wednesday night. Why are we doing that, Connor? Because uh, you have dinner tomorrow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You were supposed to say to help out your dad and brother with their picks. Oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need it. Uh, time to start listening closer, guys. Uh, I will say after our the, the couple things off the top. We, we may or may not have slandered Dylan a little too hard. We said he had gotten last two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Turns out he had gotten last only one week in a row. The week before, I think he did beat two people. Which is... Uh, the same amount that he beat this week, right? Uh, yes. So we, <laughs> for any of you that thought he was going to get last again, you were really close. Um, but if we were counting it as last two weeks ago, you're kind of right. I have to say, we all lost to John Springleman. Yes, we did. The um, savant of our league. Garrett technically tied him, but his name appears on top of Garrett, so I feel like that's a loss. Which he is all the way back. Um, he is only a, let me do some quick mental math, like 70 points behind me at this point. Yeah. It, he's so, closing the gap. Here in footsteps, um, another off-the-top thing. Last week, somehow, we made it through an hour and 79 minutes or whatever that podcast was without once congratulating or mentioning that the Texas Rangers won the World Series. Because they hadn't won. What was the eighth inning and they were Winning looking like one. they were... Yeah, that's actually true. One. They were only winning by <laughs> one. A very exciting ninth inning. A very hard-earned, well-earned uh, victory for Rangers fans. That is my team for the postseason because the Pirates never make the postseason, so I like to root for the Rangers in the uh, in the playoffs. Never lost on the road, people are saying. 11-0. Greatest road postseason of all time. Yeah, probably is accurate. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, but this isn't a baseball podcast. So I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but hey, that. congrats to the Rangers. First World Series in their entire... Um, Entire uh, history. Existence, yeah. 52 years. Yeah, yeah. And Bruce Bochy's third. It's like his fifth. I don't know. The man wins the World Series every single year, basically. <laughs> Coming back next year. I think they showed a stat. Like, he was like 14 out of 15 in playoff series. That's insane. Anyways. Insane. Yeah. Continue on. All right. Alas, moving on to the news this week. We are technically a golf podcast. You did bring it up that uh, we would be... Uh, technically, it's like half our logo is a big golf ball. Yeah, but like... In practice, we haven't talk, talked about golf. We did you know, clear the, the air. There's nothing going on right fall, now. Fall, winter, nothing, yeah. But some news broke that you you kind of- uh, I'm excited about alluded it. Alluded to, right? The yeah. TGL, Tigers Golf League, right? I think it's just called The Golf League. No, I know, but it's Tigers Golf League, effectively. Yeah, but it's really confusing that it's TGL, and then people call it Tigers yeah. Golf League, because they're like, oh, is that what the T is? No, no, I think the T is the, the Golf League. But it is his Golf League. Effectively, Tigers And golf I think league. Rory is involved, and they have a lot of owners that are involved right. that own several other professional right. sports teams. Six teams. Yes. They were all announced. Yes. We don't have names for all of them. No, but we know some of them. Right. And we know some captains. Right. So, we, know, we know 23 of 24 players, but we've got the Atlanta Drive. Atlanta Drive Golf captained Club. Captained by... Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas, who's totally from Atlanta and definitely not Very the Dallas so. area. Boston Common Golf. Boston Common. I think they're the ball frogs. They're the only one with a mascot, I think, at this point. I was looking at a t-shirt for the wife because she's a big Rory fan. Captained by... Well, a big Rory ball McElroy. frog fan. 
Yeah, but then she was like, I won't wear that shirt. Don't buy me that shirt. But Thanks. she will be rooting hard for, for that team. Just get her a t-shirt Rory. with Rory's face on it. Yeah, probably. Uh, um, Jupiter Lynx Golf Club. That was the one announced today, Tiger's yeah. team. They haven't announced the rest of the players at this point for that team, but Tiger it will be captaining it. And then the LA Golf Club, uh, captained by Colin Morikawa. They haven't announced the rest of those. I think what they're doing is just giving you a tidbit. Yeah. Like if you look at on their website, they literally have an article with like an announcement every day for the last three weeks, um, which is just perfect marketing, if you ask me, because it starts the first week of January, I think. First week of January. So it's like so just enough stadium. to get you excited and just enough to keep you like, oh, I'm going to check this every day and see what news yeah. breaks, basically. We've also got team. TGL New York and TGL San Francisco that don't have names yet. Yes, and but. the locations are completely irrelevant. Um, most of the players aren't from those areas. It's a lot of international players anyways, and I think it's all being played in L.A. It, at SoFi Stadium. based off of the people that basically purchased the team, right? Like right. Arthur Blank is the Atlanta guy. Exactly. You know, so. it, most of them are where they own teams already. And maybe eventually, if this is a huge success, they'll actually travel around. I'm excited for it. It I, looks like a really cool kind of match play scenario. I don't understand all the rules, how it works. Tried to get my head around it. Don't have my head around it. It's going to be a watch and, and like figure watch it out situation. Yeah. But regardless, it looks like it's going to be cool. Yeah. They I can't wait for them to out. announce the 24th player. They had John Rahm. He backed out. He's yeah. a little bitch. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. But he, he is. Um, yeah, but you don't like the Spanish players in the first place. I'm, I'm not a big... Well, what other Spanish player? Sergio. Well, he went to live, so yeah, he's dead to me. <laughs> well, but, I don't like any of the Spanish players. So there's two. Yeah. No, I'm not a big John Ron fan. Never have been. So him backing out doesn't really hurt my feelings that much. I'm excited to see who they get. Hopefully Jordan or uh, Scotty, because neither of them have committed to it. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward. I think I'll be watching that instead of whatever the PGA Tour rolls out early on in the season, at least for a few right. weeks. Right. It's kind of fun. It'll be it'll be cool to see, and I hope it takes off. Um, I think it's a really cool format. Maybe they'll get some more teams next season. Hopefully it's not like an XFL or USFL kind of scenario that it just falls apart. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could, but it could be fun. They've got a lot of, a lot of backing and um, yeah. a lot of money thrown at this thing, and ESPN's going to be the one airing it. So, yeah. I mean, it'll yeah. be watchable probably. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, it looks like ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPN+. Plus, So not yeah. like the ESPN8. So it should be... The Ocho. Time. Yeah, the Ocho. Primetime. And it's like Mondays or Tuesdays, I think, is when they're going to show it. Tuesday, and it January starts in January. 9th, so it's kind of like... ESPN. Going to be right after college football. There'll still be playoffs in the NFL, but I don't think the playoffs are ever on Monday night anyway. So I think it's a good time for them to throw it on TV. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, that's the golf news. Yeah, that's the entire <laughs> golf news. Forget about golf. This is a football podcast again. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, number one news that I had written down, it was kind of a funny thing. Uh, news broke about a Raiders team meeting that happened. So mm -hmm. we had talked last week about Josh McDaniels being fired. Yeah. And their GM being fired. Um, yeah. Apparently Josh McDaniels, before he was fired, called a uh, all-players, captains, coaches meeting. To Which isn't that just a regular meeting? Right. That's, but, that was one of the things I got out of that. I was like, I understand a player's meeting, but if the coach is calling a meeting for the players, that's just a meeting, isn't it? Right, but he called this meeting to allow them to air their grievances. Yes. Guy wanted to help them out, build a better team. Yes. And apparently it was just a roast, an absolute roast of this man. It he, broke his spirit. Yes. Uh, I don't know what happened in this meeting, but it sounds like every single person just kind of went down a line and said, yeah. You're stupid. I hate you. You're a terrible coach. 
All valid down. points. I mean, and you he smell. Is, oh, Get out of here. Smell. Yeah, probably. I would hope as much as they're paying him, he doesn't smell. But maybe. Why else fire the guy? I mean, you know. Probably because he's a terrible football coach. Regardless, I thought it was kind of funny. And you brought up the Twitter handle that came by. McDumbass. McDumbass That's was trending funny. after this news broke. Yes. Um, apparently, the other story that came out, all of this happened. Uh-huh. Antonio Pierce, the new interim head coach, I don't know if you heard this part. They asked him to like try to rally the troops at the end of that meeting, allegedly. Yep. And one of the things he talked about was how his Giants team beat the Patriots he in the was, Super Bowl. He was a coach for the Giants team who beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Right, his Giants team. Yeah, and basically it was like, oh, we believed that their offense had some holes. We always believed that we could win, and guess what? We won. All we need to do as Raiders is make our own Raider culture and always believe that we win. Yes, but the person he was talking about beating... Was Josh McDaniels. Yes. As the offensive coordinator. Of the Patriots. Of the Patriots. Yeah. And so the meeting ends, and Josh McDaniels walks over to him, and it's like... Hey, guy, jackass, don't ever talk about the Patriots like that. I wouldn't I, see the thing is, is I wouldn't talk to Antonio Pierce that way. I would shake his hand and say, thank he you. He could have killed him. He could yeah. have killed that man. Dude's huge. <laughs> Regardless, you're also the coach of a different team now. What does it matter? <laughs> Who cares? If you rallied the troops, let him rally the troops. That is, that was absurd. And the guy deserved to be fired. And I'm glad that he's out of the league. Out of the league? Yeah. You think he's never coming back? Oh, I don't know. Who's going to hire him? He already got fired halfway through his Broncos season. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, he'll probably fired. get hired by Carolina when <laughs> they, they fire get, off. And they get fired halfway through Frank their Wright. season. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're never going to complete a full season as a head coach. I guarantee you he'll get picked up somewhere. Yeah, maybe. And probably as some sort of ancillary coach. I, I doubt he's going to be another head coach. But he's probably going to be quarterback's coach for someone or if, if he wants to pursue that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was funny news that I thought came out that was very interesting. It was. Uh, new news came out today. Cowboys are signing Martavis Bryant, old Steelers wide receiver, to our practice squad. How do you feel about that one? I, hey, I think that's a great pickup for you guys. I, I, the only concern I have is, I mean, the dude's a speedster. Like, that was his big that was his kind MO. of like... But he's 32, 31 now? Somewhere like in that. that. 31, 32. Hasn't played in four years. He yeah. did play in the XFL, I think. He did. Um Nothing insanely good in the was, XFL. Yeah, he couldn't play in the NFL, though, because right. he was like... Four-year suspension. He had like 17,000 suspensions for weed. I'm kind of surprised the they didn't drop that when the NFL made weed not suspendable. Like, it seems like they'd be like, all right, well, why are we going to uphold the suspension for two or three more years or whatever it's been? Maybe it was kind of also like a personality issue because he didn't really have the best attitude. No, no. Well, but some could say that's probably because he was smoking a pound of marijuana a week. Probably, but he probably still is. Yeah. So Pro- probably his attitude probably hasn't changed. Well, he's a cowboy now, so that's your problem. <laughs> he's a cowboy. He's we on the practice the squad, but yes. you, you need some speed. You need some I, separation. Honestly, the, I think his problem initially was that he was smoking weed and he wasn't practicing. I'd already, I'd like heard that he was one of the types to never really practice outside of their mandated practices. He wouldn't go to the gym. He wouldn't look at tapes. He wouldn't like try to make himself better. So maybe he's older, maybe he's more mature. Obviously he's still fit enough to be a part of an NFL roster or practice squad. Yeah. They wouldn't have signed him if he couldn't like pass a physical. Right. And so I'm excited to see where it goes. Cause obviously he had so much natural talent. He's mm-hmm. got great speed. He had some great handles in like, he made some awesome plays for you guys. Yeah. And unfortunately, with one of your other one-year busts with Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, 
him. He was, I think he was on our team for three years. I know, but basically had like yeah. one fantastic. Well, he year. had one. I think he was with us for four, but one he was on a full year suspension for yeah. smoking the Mary J. And had one fantastic year and two mediocre years. Same with all of those other guys. It could work out for you. I mean, from what I remember, he was very good at running a straight line and catching people, like catching passes over their heads. So. CD does the the fun stuff. He runs a straight line. We got. Uh, Jalen Tolbert now, apparently, as our uh, other guy. <laughs> yeah, that's Dak's go-to guy in a needed situation, it seems. It's better than Michael Gallup, so uh, there's that. <laughs> okay. Other news, Rams signed Carson Wentz. Exciting. Do you think that they're concerned about Stafford's injury? I think they're concerned that if Stafford is hurt again, that they will lose every game because Brett Rippin is awful. Terrible. Awful. We that talk was... a lot about bad quarterback play on this podcast he's one of the top ones he's terrible yeah like i would tyson badgett not that bad i would build a franchise around tyson badgett before i would have brett rippon play a game for me i think that was their real motivation because it sounds like stafford's ready to play after their bye week this week yeah he's got some time Um, but yeah i mean he's he's also hurt like every other week it seems like for the last five years yeah probably his whole career but he usually just played through it but now he's older so um I think that this is a good move for them. Yeah, Wentz isn't bad. But I don't, I hope that it doesn't have to play out. No, no, uh, I don't know. Did you see um, that my dad had said that he was excited that Austin Trammell was going to get an opportunity to catch the ball from Carson Wentz? That was a weird text. I'm not sure why you would want to get catch the passes from Carson Wentz. Which is why I responded, Wentz throwing me passes doesn't sound like an opportunity. Yeah. It sounds like a punishment. That was kind of what I was thinking. I the dude hasn't been relevant in six years. Also, if both of those guys are on the field, something went horridly wrong with m- multiple receivers and their quarterback. Tram had a, you know, Dylan tried to, I didn't look at the stats. I didn't watch a second of that game because it was pathetic this weekend, but Dylan was like, oh, Tram was the, the, had the most yards on the team. He was the entire offense. I went and looked. He had one catch for six yards. I was going to say, yes. He just had like 37 kick returning yards and like 40 punt returning yards, which if you add all of his total yards from scrimmage or whatever together he technically had the biggest day but like i'm here for supporting your friends but when he's 10th on the list of receivers that day he didn't have that big of a day but it is very cool to know somebody that's like in the nfl oh, and is yeah. out there playing regularly yeah, yeah and caught a pass and returned some punts and kicks sure did for some yards <laughs> the most yards from at all, total yards for the team. I will say there weren't a lot of total yards going around the Rams. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we don't really even <laughs> need to. Impressive. We don't even need to talk about that game. All that needs to be said is the Rams were very bad with Brett Rippin. Carson Wentz cannot be worse. No, not a shot. Not Why a didn't shot. they go find Devlin Duck Hodges? <laughs> I he may be worse than Brett Rippin. I don't know about that. <laughs> Oh, man. College football playoff rankings came out. I usually put this in just so that we can react to it, but there's not really much of a reaction this week. It's no. pretty standard. Uh, Oklahoma dropped to 17. Yeah, which, I mean, I think we expected them to drop. Kansas and Oklahoma State right above them at 16-15. Surprise, surprise, the two teams that beat them. All of the top eight stayed the same. Yep. Ole Miss moved up one. Yep. Because Oklahoma went down. Penn State moved up one. Louisville moved Oklahoma up a few. Yeah. I mean, it's really not that surprising. Mizzou um, only dropped two, but they lost to Georgia. Georgia, so like, it's like, and they didn't lose by they lost by field goal. It, no, no, they lost by nine, but it was because of a basically a turnover at the end. They had a chance oh. to to drive down the field and I score. Must have and flipped it, like, it off oh. at that point. Yeah, 
they were losing by a field goal when I effectively in my brain decided the game was over and turned yeah. it off. Yeah, I think Georgia either scored again on that turnover or whatever, gotcha. so it was nine points. But anyways, it was a good game for Mizzou. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the biggest failure in terms of this podcast is, is Air Force, your boys. Oh, dude. Pathetic. I, I don't know what to say. I, I was rooting for them to go undefeated this season, make the college football playoff, win the national championship. Unfortunately, none of those things are going to happen. There was really only one of those things on that list that had a chance of happening, but yeah, none of those things are happening. Right, and I understand that, but you, you can always dream. Cinderella stories are real. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's over. They lost to Army. That's just sad. Yeah. Just sad. Only other big dropout. I mean, UCLA dropped out, but like, I don't really care about UCLA. USC dropped out. USC, uh, so, deservedly. I mean, a, a tidbit of um, like return i guess for ou fans sad ou fans can feel a little better that their boy <laughs> out there at usc out. gets wrecked and dropped out of the top 25 yeah yeah i guess so they well, probably well, just a little. Maybe a little yeah yeah game recaps yeah kansas state at texas Woo. 33 30 we win in overtime wow what a fantastic game man we crushed them that game <laughs> um kansas state goes for it on fourth and goal from the four yard line to Give us the game. And cannot express how much momentum they had in that moment. Oh, my goodness. The, uh, we had probably 30 total yards in the second half and first overtime. Let me tell you, they don't go for that fourth down, and they kick the field goal. We're oh, not 99% winning. 99% we lose that game. Yes. Because that next drive, we're not getting more than five yards. We're kicking another field goal, and yes. they'll probably score. Yes. I mean, goodness. We looked really good in the first quarter. Malik looked Murphy. insane in the My first goodness. quarter. Let me read this. First quarter stat, 7 of 9, 162 yards, one touchdown, all in the first quarter. The other three quarters, he was 12 of 28, 86 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. I'm surprised Nothing. he had 86 yards. 86 it felt like he had yards. less than that. He had half of the yards that he had in the first quarter in all three of the other quarters. And Texas's defense, I will say, apparently I'm a jinx because I said that they were playing great. I'm sorry, I was speaking facts. Texas defense was playing insanely good and lights out and fell apart down the stretch. Um, it's going to happen when your offense doesn't move the ball at all and you're on the field a lot. Uh, but yeah, it was a little disappointing that they let K-State back into that game. Yeah, yeah. I would say our defense played really, really well for the first half. Oh, the, literally our, we looked like a national champion. The first quarter, if you put, if you just showed me the first quarter and nothing else, I'm like, oh, that team belongs in the college football playoffs yeah. and could win a game in the college football playoffs. You know playoffs. what? Just as vindication for Steven and, and Adam here, what happened middle of the first quarter? I texted Steven What did Adam, you text him? And I said, have you ever seen Texas defense play better than they're playing right now? And then what happened? They gave up 30 they points. They crumbled. Yeah. Sir, you are a hypocrite, I have to say. Me? Yeah. How am I a hypocrite? <laughs> You are the superstitious one here. Yeah. And you just send a text like that? Listen, do you I, want Texas to lose? You call yourself a Texas fan. I didn't have any money on the game. I wasn't saying like, oh, this over looks like it's totally going to smash or something. I didn't do anything like that. I, whoa, my laptop's talking to me. I don't know. Sorry, people. Um, didn't do anything like that. All I said was, have you ever seen Texas defense look better? You, you, you could read that text and it could just be a question. Like, have you ever seen Texas defense look better? That doesn't even mean I was saying they looked great. Yeah, but how are you saying it? Yeah, they looked insane. <laughs> and what happened? They crumbled. They fell apart. Yes. I, I, I just, I was quiet for the rest of the game. I didn't send them anything else about how bad we looked or how whatever. I just like let it ride. And then we won the game and it was like, there was never a doubt. 
Ever. I totally didn't jinx it. Never no, a doubt. You totally did. You let them come back from a 20 point Defense held on fourth overtime. and goal in overtime. So, <laughs> whatever happened between the first quarter and that play, I don't care. The defense looked great up until I sent the text, and they looked great on the last play of the game, and that's what matters. I will say, our defense did really well against the run, too, which we hadn't been super, super great against. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas State was fantastic. It, it is a fantastic rushing team, and we held them to 33 yards on 28 attempts, 1.2 yards per carry. That was fantastic of our defense. Our rushers, Jonathan Brooks and C.J. Baxter, lights out, combined mm-hmm. for 200 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Needed it because 100%. we were getting nothing from the passing game after the first quarter. How do you feel about Malik Murphy as our quarterback going forward? Man, uh, here's the thing. If you – here's and I, don't, I, I don't know. Watching the first quarter, I was like, oh, this dude can absolutely play ball for us ball. until and, – and he was probably playing above what I would expect. But then the rest of the game, he was way, way, way under what I would hope and expect. Yeah. If you can just find some middle ground, yeah, I'm fine with it. But if he's going to play like the last three quarters, I, Arch, we're dead. No, I mean, Savian Red, no, dude. bring anyone out. I don't care, not him. But if he can find just middle ground, it seemed like there was just like after he threw his first pick, or maybe he had a fumble. I don't remember the timeline of his turnovers he had in there, but it was like after the first one, he was frazzled. No confidence the rest of the game. None. No, Awful. he was totally frazzled. He came out, and then I think there was a fumble too, right? Um, um, oh, no, that was Brooks that fumbled. Brooks but fumbled anyways, it, yeah. Yeah, they, they had two turnovers. We had a bunch of turnovers, like, and they oh, scored man. bang, 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 bang. He just looked broken, like it a broken went, man. He stopped throwing the ball confidently. He wasn't zipping it in. He, wasn't, he was throwing to the defense. It like, felt like he was throwing it short of our receivers at times. Like, it just was... It was bad. It was tough to watch. I'm not excited to see him this week. I'm concerned that he's going to look like the last three quarters. But hopefully he turns it around. Against last a week, much worse team, if at least this week coming up. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, our next three are TCU, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. Iowa State's good. They've been improving <laughs> this entire year. Outside of Iowa State, TCU and Texas Tech, not that good of teams. Tech always gives us a tough one, though. They do, but they're not the that good of teams. No, they're not. No. So we should we should beat them. Maybe Ewers comes back in the next few weeks. I hear that his pain is going down. We'll see. Figure it out, Quinn. We need you. We need you if it's we have Papa any Nadville. shot. Uh, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. We talked about this one briefly. Yikes. Man, Oklahoma. Two, two in a row. In a row. 27-24. <sighs> Oklahoma State wins the last bedlam possibly ever or probably for a long period of time. Probably not forever. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah bittersweet, right? I mean, I don't know how you feel about this game. I, I feel I feel very happy, but I'm also very sad that this may have affected our college football playoff chances. Hurts our bit. strength of schedule for sure. Makes our loss look a little worse. Um, but anytime great. OU loses, it's great. <laughs> it, it does feel good. It's awesome. We may not see a Texas and OU Big 12 championship game. After that Red River rivalry, I think every person was like, nah, this is a championship. Yeah. Th- I mean, and that's a problem for us, but also like, if we can win the Big 12 without having to play OU again, that would be kind of nice. I don't mind thing. that. Um, I'd probably still rather play OK State than OU. Apparently the situations for the championship are weird because if there's like more than a two-way, like two-way tie, it's head-to-head, but I guess if it's a three-way tie or more for a second, then it, it brings in all kinds of weirdness to figure out it. So, I, I mean, OU just has to keep their head down and win and they still have a chance, but it, they by they no means to. are... Front runner to make the Big Twelve championship. Well, they also anymore. have to hope that 
Kansas and Oklahoma State lose too. Yes. Right? So, well, no, no, because I know if it's three, I know they're, they're not out. Like apparently, there's other stuff. But them but losing probably. to all of the teams they're exactly. tied with exactly. probably ain't going to do them a lot of good. Exactly. So um, that's what I'm saying. They, they need some help. Know. They need Texas to like lose Oof. out or something if they want a chance. Oof. Um, I, a takeaway from the game, I think Oklahoma State did one thing that Texas couldn't do. They stopped Dylan Gabriel from rushing. It yes. felt like every single play that we had was like third and ten. Our defense is holding them. Everyone's covered really well. Oh, Dylan Gabriel goes off. Gets for loose and gets first down. yards. Yeah. Here he had four rushes for negative seven yards. Yeah. That's insane. They were just keeping pressure on him. They. I have a friend at work who is a big OU fan, and I was talking to him about the game. I mean, the way he diagnosed it was basically just like felt like the offense just never got anything going. Never. Like they'd move the ball down the field and then not score points. Yeah, they like had they two turnovers on downs. Could not, not could not sustain a drive. And the defense, I mean, they only gave up, what, 27, which is a yeah. lot. But when your offense is not giving you a whole lot of help, then... Not against Oklahoma. I mean, they're a good team with a good offense. I mean, that's I would have taken... 27 we would have won that game had we held oklahoma to 27 yeah so oklahoma, but i'm saying oklahoma's defense played still pretty well they didn't play bad oh it yeah, was more yeah, of an yeah. offensive loss yes. than a defensive loss oh yeah no their offense wasn't great five of 12 on third down like we said two forced turnovers on downs i mean they they didn't look like they did against texas and that was props to oklahoma state for holding them like that yeah um hey, uh, the, the long and short on this one OU still sucks OU still sucks uh horns up that's about, I mean, what more, what more? I mean, um, Oklahoma state had a great running back, Ollie Gordon. Yeah. Did really well. Had a bazillion yards, a bazillion and like 200. I, I don't remember the exact number, but it was a million. It was a million. And they have nobody next up UCF, Houston and BYU. So they're almost certainly going undefeated. I think Oklahoma is probably going to be out of the big 12 championship unless like one of those rules come in. So we'll see. I'm excited. I mean, are, do we want to play Oklahoma State? They're kind of uh, hot right now. No, but I'd probably still prefer them over Oklahoma. Yeah, it takes out the big, massive rivalry from it. Yep. And just lets us beat a team. Yep. Yeah. Um, tons of other good games this weekend. Flyby of a few of them. Clemson won. We just talked about Dabo. Apparently some of you guys had some problems with the, the clip. Sorry about that. Google it. Yeah, long and short of it. Dabo's an asshole. He just yelled at Tyler from Spartanburg. Tyler from Spartanburg. <laughs> You're the problem, Tyler. You're the problem. A coach of a making $11 million a year yelling at a fan from Spartanburg. For telling Dabo to be a better coach. Yeah. Uh, my only takeaway, and I said we don't have to talk about this game very long. I just right. thought that this is, I don't know. Uh, here's my thing. Tyler from Spartanburg. You're not the problem. You were the solution because Clemson stinks. And all you had to do was get Dabo a little riled up, get him to get his team a little riled up, and look at you. You go beat Notre Dame. Tyler from Spartanburg, you need to find a way. Call into that radio show every single week. Find a different way to get under Dabo's skin. Clemson may never lose again. I think Dabo deserves to send him like an edible arrangements or something, you know? Or like thank you. His next paycheck. Uh, I don't think Dabo would ever do that to anybody. You're the problem, Tyler. I've never failed anything in my life. I'm better than everybody <laughs> I ever been at. I just won. We're five and four. <laughs> That's all I had to say. Uh, Tyler, I think you were the solution this week, not the problem. Congrats to Tyler. He deserves more credit than he's given. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, 
had an upset last week against Oregon State. Guess what? They had an upset this week against number 19 UCLA. Starting to think it's just not an upset. They're just the better team. Better team. Yeah. That, phew, they are a good team in the Pac-12, which is a good, good conference. Which is very weird. weird that Arizona's... Never would have thought. Arizona stinks. unranked. Right? They, yeah. No. Well, oh, they are unranked in the college football playoffs. Correct. I think they are ranked in the AP. I believe so, but I think it's like 24 or something. It's, well, it's really I mean, low, yeah, low. But, but anyways, yes, that's crazy. Look at them go. Washington-USC was a crazy game this weekend. Uh, yes. The high-flying game of the week is 52-42. to 42. There uh, were, I think, like 60 points scored in the first half, something like that. Yeah, I think the live uh, over-under at halftime went to like 100 and something. Didn't quite get there, but still. That is insane. I mean, contrary to popular beliefs, both of these teams did field their defenses. Um, they did have people playing. I, I'm not actually sure I, that's true. I was watching the game, and there were people on the field. They just didn't like to tackle them. I, I think It, it started was, to feel like, what if we let them score so our offense can get back on the field? It was a peaceful protest against the other team. We don't want to tackle you, but we also don't want you to score. No, I literally think they were like, score as fast as you can so that our offense can get back on the field and score on you. And they probably, I mean, I don't know. Caleb Williams cried at the end of that game. He sure did. He jumped into the stands. That's one of my takeaways from that game. <laughs> that was one of mine too. Uh, mom covered his face. Congrats to mom. Way to protect the guy. And but Don't he, hurt, can't hurt the draft stock. He sobbed. It didn't, it. It really. Was I will obvious. say, any time as a quarterback, you put up forty-two points, and and you don't even have a chance at the end of the game to have a drive to win because you're down by two scores. You're allowed to be a little bit upset. Yeah, he played well. I will say we had yeah. kind of bashed him about not showing up in big games. He showed up. He played well, and they lost. And they lost. Oh well. Um, unfortunately, none of the top six teams lost. Oregon also won. Florida State also won. Georgia also won. Michigan also won. Most of those we expected, but it would be really nice if all six of those lost, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just have them all lose. Yeah, I mean, and Alabama, Penn State, Ole Miss, all right behind us. They're all super hot. It's Ole Miss almost dropped one against a and They almost did, but they're still a good team, and they're facing Georgia. They've got a chance to prove themselves this weekend. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I would love to have every single top six team lose. Even just three? Just three of them. That's all we need. I don't care which three. You pick. Dealer's choice. Yeah. Um, jump into NFL games. That was all the college that I had. Mm-hmm. Number one, Titans at Steelers. 20-16, to 16, the Steelers win. Yeah. It's a good game. Classic Mike Tomlin primetime victory. Oh, very classic, right? You know, Ugly you guys, game. Kenny Pickett wins in the fourth quarter. What? You were sweating. You had no idea if you were going to win until like 30 seconds left in the game. That's every single time I watch the Steelers. Every, I will say. So thank God that Deontay Johnson was back. He had a great game. He had a great game. George Pickens sucked. He um, did. Titans actually really just did a good job holding him down. Yes. Two catches, negative one yards. The guy sucked that week. Yeah, he did not get a second foot down in the end zone, which was a little bit on him. Does he think he's still in college? Dude, he had like five yards of that end zone to get that foot down. He looked like he was doing the triple jump. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he had plenty of space. He just, he didn't even try to drag that left foot. No, which I think why he he was like begging Tomlin to challenge it because I think he was like, 
there's no way in hell I didn't get two feet down on this. And, and then Tom he saw it like, on the board and then was like, jackass. look up there. Oh, how about you put two feet down? This is the NFL. Bet he doesn't do that again. I bet I you he was begging Tomlin, you, like, dude, I guarantee like, you I got one foot no down way. in that end zone. <laughs> no, no, Pickens, I, I still like Pickens. I know he's being a bit of a drama queen right now, but whatever. It's one game. Deontay Johnson had a huge game, and we won. So, like, quit whining. We're going to be fine. Deontay Johnson, first touchdown in 655 days. Yeah. He had 119 catches in between. He went north-south His consistently. His last touchdown pass was from Big Ben. Yes, well, I mean, yeah, that would put the math adds up. I mean, Kenny's <laughs> been in our, on our team for a year and a half. He had zero drops. I know, and he went north-south, which is something he never does. He juked the hell out of one of the cornerbacks because he was doing one of his, like, I'm going to go to the sidelines backwards, and then he went upfield, and the cornerback just got owned on it because it was like, it's Deontay Johnson. Of course he's going to go backwards to the sidelines. And you guys had a running game. Oh, Naj and Jalen Warren were there for yes. the game. Yes, I want to take back my only thing from last week, and we there's no rant here, but last week I said blow up the entire offense and just keep George Pickens. I will amend that slightly, blow up the entire offense and keep George Pickens and Broderick Jones because the offensive oh, line dude. with Broderick Jones is so much better. Broderick Jones is a stud. He's I massive. wish we had him on our team. He is so good. And we have a fantastic offensive line, but he is so good. And I think that was the piece that got the offensive line to click. And I'm actually excited to see what happens with a team that can run the ball consistently because maybe that's all we need. I don't know that it's going line. to be consistent. It may have been a good game against a mediocre team. Definitely but. was a mediocre game against. Here's the only bad side of that game, and then we can move on. Kenny missed a lot of throws, <laughs> a lot of throws. So it felt like we probably should have just blown them out. But I'm glad we got the win, so it, I can. Kenny misses we a win. lot of throws every week. Yes. You haven't won a game by more than 14 points with Kenny as your quarterback. Right. You haven't won a game by more than seven this year. Hey, but a win win is a good deodorant in the NFL. So we look past it to next week. We have a hopefully softy against Green Bay this week. <laughs> And um, I mean, I just hope we can build, to be honest, the Kenny Pickett thing becomes a non-issue if the run game can start to become established and we can like, like kind of control the game. It's a non-issue in season. It still becomes an issue as the postseason. This is not a postseason run team. Okay. But I would just like to be a winning team that feels like they deserve to be a winning team, not a okay. five and three team that feels like this team, how are they five and three? Okay. All right. Well, maybe maybe it'll keep going. Look, next game, tough one. Cowboys at Eagles. Yikes. 28-23, the Eagles take down the Cowboys. Yep. This one hurts a lot. How much? It, it hurts a lot. You know, there, I think there's there's a lot of things that happened. Okay. It's easy to point fingers at a lot of things. Tell us everything that you're feeling. Listen, sometimes I just want to pull a Dylan and, and play the ref card here. Okay. A ref show came out. You thought 17... Penalties was high in your Titans-Steelers game. We had 20. Yeah. We had 20 penalties called. Mm -hmm. There were so many ticky-tack calls on that defense. There were, like, multiple defensive holds. This guy is holding a thread of his shirt. You can see, like, you can barely see. It's one pixel on my screen. And they're like, oh, hold. Yep, it's a good call. It's a good call. How many times does that get called? Never. I can't blame them. I don't think there were too many egregious calls. There were a lot of misholds on Micah Parsons. I'm sure there were a lot of missed calls on the Eagles, but it's the game. I don't care. The refs, they're fine. I actually hurt much more by the two missed touchdowns that we had. You lost that game by a total of like eight inches. 
That, okay, right. <laughs> on two plays. If you add the two together, it's like eight inches. First off, mm-hmm. we go for it on fourth down. Instead of kicking a field goal, mm-hmm. we're down by 11 at that point. You kick a field goal, you're down by eight. You can get a touchdown, two-point conversion, fine. So you go for it. Oh, we get the first down. You get to another fourth down, and you say, let's go for it again, and you miss it by, like you said, probably two out of the eight of the inches that we missed there were on that first one. That hurts. We get the ball back from the Eagles. That's fine. We score. You go for two to put it in a field goal range, and then just like George Pickens, Dak Prescott thinks he's playing a different game. He steps out of bounds instead of just like diving into the end zone. It, it's fine. That one hurt too. We missed the two-point conversion. Now we're down by a score. And then on the last play of the game, okay, that last drive was also frustrating, right? There were like 60 yards of penalties called on the defense, and you're like, oh, look, they just got a 60-yard drive because of the defense. And then there were like 40 yards of penalties the called other on Dallas. It was like, it was like oh, wait, we got to back them up, which I will say I think all of your backing them up penalties, th- I, I will say – Every single penalty on that drive was accurate. a penalty. Accurate. Like it I was said. just like, oh my God, the Eagles literally just marched them down the field with penalties. And then you marched yourself backwards with penalties. I, I agree. Like I said, the ref show was there, but I think the penalties were mostly accurate. Um, what do you think about the um, throw on, what was that, second, third down when you could spike it and have 11 seconds, but instead they run another play? Like they... They have to run everybody back. So everybody's downfield, all your receivers. They had to run all the way back to the line. They're probably a little gassed. And then you snap and have them run back down. I will say. And then Dak basically just throws it out of bounds. I mean, it was sort of a receiver in the area. but That one was risky, and that play didn't play off. But I kind of like that one. I don't think you lose a play by doing that. Maybe you lose a five-yard out by doing that. Why not get 10 yards? I mean, but you can't Why run everybody on goes there? Yeah, maybe, but... Also, hey, hard to dissect stuff like that. But. There was, I remember playing, I think the Steelers, we actually ended up, I think, winning that game, but it was when Dak's rookie year, I think you guys had a similar play, like a minute left in the game. Ben's going up to spike mm-hmm. the clock and then fake spike, touchdown to somebody. But I will say on that play, because I know exactly what we're talking about, I think we were on like the five yard line. No, it was a little bit more. It was like, it was like, we the were 10. It was, much closer than you guys we were, were on like the 26 or 27. Definitely, definitely closer. But, like that caught us off. And guard. it was on a completion. Like we were moving, like the guys were moving down the field. Yours was on an incompletion. No, no, it was on a completion. It was a completion. But uh, it could have caught them off guard. I don't know. It was on a sack. Play. It was on a sack. Wasn't it? I don't hate the, I thought it was a completion regardless. I think, I, I think remember. he took the sacks after that. I don't know. Um, regardless, I don't hate that play. I think that was a fine, uh, risk. It was a calculated risk and it failed. I love that they threw it to CD on the last play. Yeah, yeah, that got him a lot more yards. Um, I will say. Won me money in DraftKings. I think that the Cowboys played a really good game. Um, the You know I like my pro football focus, okay. right? They yeah. come out with a score, and it's called a noise-canceled score for each game. It tries to eliminate the bias that turnovers, that special teams, that penalties or lack thereof add into the game so basically just like focus on how well your offense and how well your defense played in this game rather than like well we lost because we threw two pick sixes and they missed a a pass interference call like everyone can point their fingers at that but like we played better so we're going to get the better score so they come out with a score like that and usually it doesn't actually change the outcome of the game so usually it's just like oh a little bit tighter 
and it doesn't flip the score, but on this one, it actually flipped the score. So the Cowboys would have won 31-27 in their scoring system. That's what they said. Um, I think we played that game the same way 10 times like we did that night, and we probably win seven out of those 10 times. Um, we made some stupid calls. We lost by eight inches, like you said. Um, but I think I was encouraged by the way Dak played, by the way Micah played, by the way the defense played, by the way CD played. Um, we're still getting him the ball. We are using someone other than Michael Gallup. We have Jalen Tolbert, who is better than Michael Gallup, I think. And maybe Martavis Bryant will come into our offense at some point in time. I'm not holding out for that. But I still think our offense is looking better, and I think our defense is still looking good. I'm happy with the way we played. I'm very, very hurt by the outcome. Is there any element to this where it feels like same story that always happens with the Cowboys, where you might play well in a big game, but you just don't win any of them? I think that, yes, in a sense. I think we we need to learn better situational football. I mean... Mike McCarthy's not known for situational football. He's a, one of the worst clock managing coaches in football, I think. And it shows. Yeah. So, yeah, it does feel like same old story. But you were right there, though. Yeah. I'll say you were. You were. You were a couple of calls or a couple of plays away. Yeah. I. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and boo boo on the Cowboys. Sucks you guys lost. It does. Sucks you guys have the same record as the stinky old. Steelers it up does. there in Pittsburgh. It does, but so a little. Them. I will poo poo on you a little. That sucks. Uh, and I picked the game right. And you did you pick? You no, pick I picked Philly. the Cowboys. Yeah, loser. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you actually did have a very good game. Yeah. Um, and I'm not knocking the Cowboys and down a peg at all on I, the way they played. Dak played really well too. Like you said, like couldn't oh, close I hope out the game though. No, but his stats were great. Right? Couldn't get that drive at the end. But that's Dak's entire career. But that's great also, stats. How many? No wins. But when do you it really think that was Dak's fault? I have. I think that was maybe. You're the you're the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't matter if it's your fault or not. It is your fault. His entire career is statistically great with no legitimate wins when it matters. And this was another one. He well, had yes. an incredible statistical game. Didn't win. Kenny doesn't have any wins. <laughs> I, we're not even talking also, about Kenny. I'm Green giving. Bay I'm trying to salt game. on the wounds a little bit. Yeah, you are. But also that Green Bay game. With the Des Bryant catch that was called We're going to go back to when we were in oh my what, goodness. freshman year of college? Yeah, we should have gone to the Super Bowl that year. Was that eight years ago? It was a long time ago. And the NFL said that that one was a catch. Get over it. So should have had be- should have had some more wins when it mattered. It's time to get over <laughs> it. I am over it. Um, other quick games for the week. Kansas City Chiefs versus Miami. 21-14, KC wins. Dolphins were shut out in the first half. Kansas City was shut out in the second half. Weird game. Neither team tallied over 300 yards total. Kind of annoyed a big game like that's played in Germany. It was weird. Kind of weird. that They were like, what if we take two of our better teams in one of the only really good matchups for the weekend and we ship them overseas, have them play a weird jet lag game at 8.30 a.m. Central? I don't know. Weird game. I do like 8.30 a.m. games. I do, but I don't want <laughs> my two best teams no. that is probably one of the biggest matchups of the game at 8.30. No, 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 but it is cool to watch the game. They both at times just looked rough. I mean, yeah. the Chiefs looked better most of the game. Tyreek Hill had that fumble touchdown. That was insane. Yeah. That was crazy. Weird. So, yeah, just like gave up the ball. They ripped it out of his hands, and then they just scored, pitched it, and scored. But that was a huge swing. Probably Miami wins without that. Maybe. Well, they definitely are tied without it because it would be a seven-point swing. It, 
probably a 10-point swing, right? They because were in Miami field goal, was in field goal range. Yeah, they were like outer field goal range, but still probably. Probably, yeah. I mean, especially with that catch, I think they would have been in field goal range. Uh, Kansas City had 46 yards in the second half. That's crazy. They were shut out. Yeah. yeah it was a weird game because it was literally just like, okay, your turn to play in the first half for the Chiefs, and then Dolphins turn to play in the second half, and Dolphins didn't score enough. The end of that game was super like, oh, they have a chance here. And then they had that drive, and they were kind of moving the ball, and then it was like not move the ball, not move the ball. Yeah. Bumble the snap on fourth down, game over. <laughs> that was embarrassing. It was straight in his hands, too. I mean, he had to reach a little bit, but you got to catch that if you're a quarterback. Yeah. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to knock the Miami Dolphins down a peg too much. A lot of fraud talk going around about them. Yeah. I don't disagree with a lot of the fraud talk. Yeah. Beat a good team, and then we'll talk. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think they played that bad. Second half, they played great. First so, half, they played terrible. I don't know. They, they're definitely, to me less of a contender at this point because you're now over three against teams with a winning record much less vikings at falcons 31 28 this was an interesting game vikings had their second third stringer i guess jaron hall second stringer out um concussion like first quarter first quarter uh their first real drive what are you sticking your head out for you're literally the only option they have at this point they throw in josh dobbs who was just traded last week from the cardinals in there for like four days i don't know if you heard um oh i definitely did but i please (laughs) tee this one up right so josh dobbs comes over last week in the trade take over the offense for kirko chains who just ripped his achilles in half right yep he's out on the field Jaron Hall is the quarterback that they start because it's like this guy knows the offense. Probably later Josh Dobbs is going to come in once he knows the offense. Josh or any Dobbs, of his teammates' names. Josh Dobbs had not taken a single rep with the offense, had not taken a single snap from the center. Nobody knew his cadence. There's videos coming out that Jaron Hall goes out. It's like, shit, this guy needs to get out there and now. So yeah. He grabs the center and the O-line is like, this is what I say, blue A-180. So they're like, oh, okay, we're ready for this. He didn't know anybody's names. No. When asked about it, he said, that's for next week. Oh, yeah, I'll figure that out next week. <laughs> he takes them 75 yards in a minute and 46 with a game-winning drive. With a big fourth down play, too, where he scrambled around, big got out of a sack, play. and goes nuts. Goodness. The Falcons, I think, proved that it's not just Desmond Ritter. It's their organization that kind of loses the game in the yeah, fourth quarter. Arthur Smith, <laughs> his seat is warming up, I will say. Arthur Smith, did you see he shaved his mustache? I I would say that maybe that should have helped him, but it clearly didn't. No, he shaved his mustache after the game. Oh, good. He, he said, needed uh, to because they're getting killed. He said it was a cleanse for the turnovers. Needed it. He looked. You need to look him up because he looks different. I'll and he said, "I this was a mistake. I want it back. <laughs> so immediately, he he does not look good without the mustache, I have to say. Oh, no. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I will say he's still jacked, so he's got that going for him. But it's, it's not Arthur Smith. He needs to grow it back. It'll come back. Man. Yeah, that one was bad. I don't know if you also heard, but literally like Kevin O'Connell, who's the head coach, and I believe he functions as the offensive coordinator for yeah. the Vikings. Yeah, went on the he, he, McAfee show. Yeah, and on the show he was quite literally explaining that like he would call a play in, mm-hmm. Dobbs would call a play. Yeah. And then with whatever time he had left on the play clock until the mic would go out. At 15 seconds on right. the play clock. He would, as quickly as he could, basically say, like, okay, this guy's running that route, this guy's running that route, like, here's your read, this yeah. this first, if the safety, whatever. Yeah. And, like, 
then it would cut off. And then he would have to basically run the play. There were times where there wasn't enough time, and Dobbs was quite literally asking receivers what route they were about to run. Yep. Yep. And they won. Thank God this man is a NASA astronaut, has to have... NASA called him the Pastronaut. The Pastronaut. It's a fantastic nickname. Love it. I think that will be his nickname going forward. It, it's uh, The unfortunate side is trying to do some quick quick math on how he could possibly beat the Cowboys twice in a season. It's looking really unlikely because he not only has to lead the Vikings to the playoffs, but NFC very likely the only way they play the Cowboys is in the NFC Championship. Probably. There's a chance, though. They're, no. I know. Two super quick takeaways that I just have to mention. Texans, Bucks. Insane. Craziest comeback of the season so far. CJ Stroud, 470 yards, five touchdowns. Touchdown with six seconds left. He led them on a final drive that took 40 seconds right after Baker Mayfield leads them on a drive to take the lead. Baker won them the game. Game's over. Yeah. Drives down the field and wins them the game. Dude, and he's sitting on the sidelines, Baker, and he's pissed. He has to be. So pissed. They they showed him. just won us the game. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Congrats, C.J. Stroud, looking like a stud. Obvious best pick in the draft from a quarterback standpoint. Definitely. And congrats, honestly, congrats, Baker. That's Because that's great. Yeah, he did well. He, he had a great well. game. He did well. Um, I picked that game right and you didn't, though. Yeah, it's true. Saying. Bengals, Bills. Bengals are fully back in swing. Joey Burrow is probably the best quarterback in the league again. Not much to talk. I mean, I think we were both on the Bengals, and I think that game went... About uh, as we expected. The really Bengals the, look good in one. Yeah. Well, the, really, the <laughs> takeaway is that I think the Bengals are Super Bowl contenders again. Oh, yeah. they look good. Oh, yeah. They look Ooh. really, really good. Yes. Good week of football. All right. Next up, another new kind of segment, just like we did last week. All right. Can't do the patience and panic. No, not every, every week. week. Not every week. So we're we're jumping in. There's just going to be a rotation here. <laughs> we're going to come up with stuff. Part two of the rotation. Got to keep it alive. All right. I've got overreactions or regular reactions. After week nine of the NFL, somewhat like midway of the season, also slash just what happened last week, I want you to keep me grounded. Is this an overreaction or is this about accurate? All right. I'm keeping you grounded. You're keeping me grounded. Usually it's the other way around. So you're going to overreact because I, I, I just want to make sure before we play the game, I understand the rules of the game. Or You're going to overreact or you're going to give a take. Take, a hot take. I have to say overreact, you're crazy. Yeah. Realistic. Yeah. I love this. All right. Number one, here's my take. Dolphins are a mediocre team who have been shrouded by beating really bad teams really well. I really like the Dolphins. So I will say slight overreaction, but not unwarranted. Mediocre as in middle of the road. I think they're, they have defense and offense that should make them good. They haven't put it together against a good team. I will say, is there a middle of the road? I don't think that that's realistic, but I also don't think that's an overreaction. Let me tell you some They're stats They're a top here. 10 team. They're 0-3 against teams over 500. Yeah, I know that. The teams that they have beaten, their record is 12-30. and 30. Okay. Maybe they demoralize them. They're averaging against those 12 and 30 teams, 39 points and 498 yards per game in those six wins. Mm -hmm. In their losses, they're averaging 17 points and 309 yards per game, almost 200 yards per game less, 22 points less per game. See, but the only counter I have to that, and this is my only counter, is 
you can't say that they're middle of the road when they're absolutely poo-pooing on bad teams. Like middle of the road teams beat bad teams, but they don't crush them. So that's why I'm saying they're definitely not like a Kansas City Chiefs or Philadelphia Eagles. So if I said out of 32 teams, they are number 15, 16. I'd put them probably at like 10. Okay, slight overreaction. But I think you're not that far off. Okay. Number two, Josh Dobbs, the pastronaut, makes the Vikings a playoff caliber team. Overreaction. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, he had a great game when he beat the Cowboys, and I think Arizona's one and seven. Let me say this. Two and seven, one and seven. They are bad. They are bad. He didn't do well with them, but he came in without any practice and ran an offense very efficiently. He has much better pieces around him in the Vikings organization than Arizona. He has a good defense, not great, but he has a good defense, serviceable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he has great receivers around him with Jay Jettis coming back probably this week. I guess we'll see. They're, 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 I will say they're a borderline playoff team because the NFC is not deep, but they're not a good team with him. Borderline playoff team because Josh Dobbs no. is there. No, because they were a borderline Brett, playoff team with Kirk Cousins. Brett Rippon. Well, he's better than Brett Rippon. <laughs> so if Brett Rippon was there, would he be a playoff caliber team? The Vikings be a playoff caliber he's team? He's worse than Kirk Cousins, who had them at a bubble playoff team, but he's better than Brett Rippon. So you think if Brett Rippon was there, they wouldn't be a playoff caliber team? No. Do you think with Josh Dobbs there, they are a playoff caliber team? Probably not, but I okay. like Josh Dobbs, though, so I don't want to shit on him. Like, he had a great game. I hope he continues to. He didn't at Arizona. Okay. Overreaction, huh? He, we watched him play at Arizona. He wasn't very good. All right. We'll take that. I, I agree with you, to be fair. Okay. okay. But well, then why are we having overreactions here <laughs> if you're going to agree with me? Because I'm trying to get you to flip onto the other side, you know? It's realistic. Did Maybe. you want me to? Sorry, we can yeah, rewind yeah, this yeah, and yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Tell really, you. Like one of those other ones, just retake. Tell you how stupid you are. Number three, Chiefs. Overreaction. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> did, I do, did I do it? No, because we're moving on now. Okay, okay. <laughs> Chiefs are still the Super Bowl favorites. Were they already? Would be my question. Coming into the season. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the mid-season recap. Chiefs are still the Super Bowl favorites. Man, I think that's realistic because I think they're the best team in the AFC, unfortunately. There's no other team in the AFC that is better to me at this point in time. The Chiefs' defense is the impressive part of that team at this right. point in time, right? which I think is new for the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. I think that's totally realistic because... They should run the AFC, which means they'll be there. Yeah. And they've been there a lot. They have. So I like them if they make it. I actually agree with this one, too. I think that they didn't lose any real skill in their offense after they traded away Juju Smith-Schuster to the Patriots. Because he stinks. Yeah. You know, I had him on my fantasy team, and the entire year, instead of calling him Juju Smith-Schuster, I just ended up calling him Juju Shit-Poopster. That was his name. It's, I might have to change actually, my fantasy team name to that. It's actually pretty good. That's a really good one. He was terrible. He was terrible. He's been terrible. He's just pooping out shits the whole the whole year. Literally, since he hasn't had AB to coddle him as a number two, he's been terrible. Yeah. I, I So the Chiefs didn't lose anything on offense. Point of that. Pacheco's a little bit better. Kelsey's still great. Their defense is still really good. Ravens, Bengals, 
still there, but I don't think you can vote against Mahomes in the playoffs. So that's why I think it's pretty realistic. Yeah, you throw Ravens out there, and man, they are so under-talked about and so very, very good. Quietly. But they're very, very good against the NFC. They haven't really impressed me against an AFC opponent yet. Well, they lost against the Steelers. Well, yeah, because we're better than them. Right. All right. Wait, this is a good segue. One more on that, though. Does that make the Denver Broncos Super Bowl champions? That would transitive properties. No, transitive properties. That would make them officially at the end of this season if the Chiefs win three times Super Bowl champions, right? Because they're better than the Chiefs. Because that's what we said for Wake. You're right. Well, who's better, Wake or Denver? That's a good question. Probably Wake. What poll question? Demon Deeks. Whole question. Demon Deacons win? or Denver Broncos? The Denver Broncos or the Wake Forest Demon Deacons? Mm. Yeah, it'll be up there. Is Jager Bull on the Demon Deacons? Because if he goes back and plays, I'll take them 10 out of 10. he's out of years of eligibility, unfortunately. Put him back in. Um, all right. Last hot take here. AFC North, I have some power rankings for you. Okay. I'm ranking the teams in the AFC North. We talked about it. I think we both kind of agree that this is probably the most competitive and potentially the best division in football, especially by their records. They're yeah. all playoff teams right now. They Which all should be have the first time that's records. ever happened. Right. And they all have winning records. Um, number one, the Bengals. Okay. Joey Burrow, back in full swing. Give me all four, and I'll decide this is an overreaction. Number two, Ravens. Okay. Number three, Browns. Okay. Four. There's only one team left. It's the Steelers, bottom of the AFC North, bottom tier. Okay. Well, what do you want me to, to comment on there? Because you're giving you're throwing a lot at me with that right there. I think that there's. How would you? What 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 am I overreacting to? That that's the power rankings. That maybe let's say, how would you take the Bengals being number one and the Steelers being number four? You think? Um, I would say we're 2-0 and in the AFC North. Uh-huh. We've beaten the Ravens and we've beaten the Browns, uh-huh. so we should be above the Browns. Uh-huh. I don't think we should be above the Ravens, and I don't think we should be above the Bengals. I would think we should be three, Browns should be four, and then Bengals and Ravens are tied one because they haven't played each other yet. You think they're tied one? Have they played each other? Am I stupid? Oh, the Ravens did beat them. Okay, the Ravens already have beaten the Bengals. It was early in the year. Joey Burrow had zero calf muscles to play on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think I'll, I'll allow the Bengals being one because I hate the Ravens and I do think the Bengals are really good. Ravens should be two. I think there's a very easy Steelers should be three. They literally beat them head-to-head. Right, but now... The Browns are probably in better swing. Don't care. No, they're not. Deshaun we literally Watson had what? a good game against the Cardinals, but looked better than Kenny against the Cardinals. So I think that they have a better offense than you do, and they have a better defense than you do. No. Yes. No. Yes, they do. Well, we're better than them. <laughs> I don't think mate, you can throw stats at me. You might be right there. We uh, no. The Browns are not better than us. We are three. They are four. We're all going to make the playoffs. What does it matter? Well, I guess we'll see. You guys do play the Browns again. Yeah. At the dog pound. Yes. And even if we split with them, we're still better than them. I don't agree with that. Okay. I don't think we're better than the Ravens or the, the Bengals. But you think the Bengals and the Ravens are tied one, but if you had to put one above the other. Probably, well, the Bengals, because I don't like the, the Ravens. Okay. Okay. 
So you agree mostly just three and four should be flipped for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next question that we had, one that you brought up. The Panthers suck. Yeah. The Bears suck. Yeah. They're playing this weekend. Yeah. The Panthers traded last year's pick to the Bears, among other things, for their Lord and Savior, Bryce Young. Uh Uh-huh. This year, they are the bottom of the NFL. Technically, they're better than one team. Basically the bottom of the NFL because they've had a bye week. Yes. <laughs> That's the only reason they're better than one team. I just, I know you have a Carolina Panthers fan in your life. Got to make sure because okay. he's right. going to be air punching if <laughs> you fair. don't give That's him the, these 31 of 32. 31 out of 32. Technically, Don't worry. Next week, they'll go to where they belong at 32. But So they currently own the number one overall draft pick this year that is now being traded to the Bears. Isn't it? I looked this morning and it said two. Isn't it two? Oh, right. I because that other team technically Arizona's one. Technically, for and now. the Bears are two, and I think the Bears are they're projected two and four right Let's now. Let's just be honest. They're probably projected at number one. Yeah. And the Cardinals are probably projected at number two. Yeah. Even still, they're projected at one of the top three picks that is going to be sent to the two, Bears. Probably top five picks, yeah. Is there a strategy for the Panthers or the Bears here to win? Because the Bears, they have a win win here. They win the game. We won the game. The Panthers and we lose made the their game. Their pick better, which and is we, our pick, right? You lose the game. You make your pick better, but you make their pick worse, worse, which is your pick. So, to me, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and here here's my take on it. It's a very fun dynamic because both these teams are dog shit. But here's the dynamic: if you're the Bears, you gotta win this game. You gotta because you get the best of both worlds. You get, you're improving a draft pick, but you're also winning a game. So it's like, oh, look at us. We're winning and we're making one of our picks better. If you lose, then your pick just got a little better, but your better pick got worse. Yeah. And you lost. And you're probably not giving yourself the number one overall draft pick. Yeah, so you got to win. For because I think that's the best of both worlds, but I think it's a great dynamic in a horrible primetime game, horrible. and maybe the only story to even talk about that. Why game. is that primetime? Regardless, could there be a strategy for the Panthers to lose to make their second, third, fourth, fifth, seventh round pick better? I mean, you think strategy? You're not allowed to tank, but <laughs> yeah, at this point, I think right. they're probably tanking. Right. Okay. Next question. Okay. One posed by your dad. So we're putting this one in for Ron Dog here. Yeah. It'll be a quick one. It should be a quick one because he also tells us we talk too long. Right. So Me specifically. He wanted us to give our predictions for the final four. Yeah, which was a super clear thing yeah, to he, send. He just texted, final four, need your predictions today. We've been waiting nine weeks or something. like. We're talking had about nine March Madness? Like, what the hell are you talking yeah, about? I was thinking, you know, English. Kansas is a great basketball team. Texas might be good this year. I, they are ranked. They, USC, they exist. Ronnie James might come back. Yeah. Um, yeah, weird text, but okay, let's do this thing. <laughs> okay, so he wanted AFC and NFC championship games. He also said this like an hour ago. I haven't thought about it at all, but I'm, I'm happy to shoot Nothing. some names out there. All right, AFC, who's in the championship game? Chiefs, Bengals. Chiefs, Ravens. Bengals, Ch- Bengals, Ravens. Now you got to keep the Chiefs in there. No, Bengals Ravens. No, I'm yeah, keeping I'm, Chiefs. I'm going to mix it up. I'm, I'm going to be different. Chiefs Ravens. Bengals Ravens. NFC Championship game. Eagles 
Cowboys. Heck Look yeah. at that. How about we do that one? Oh, How about we have division will, versus division? I will agree with you on that one. I'm just not and even going to Same result it. as Sunday. No. For you. No. Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl this year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who do you have in those two games? All right. I'll just say the Cowboys then. Fine. Cowboys are going to win. And go to the Super Bowl against the who? Uh, against the Ravens. And who wins that game? Uh, obviously the Cowboys. Okay. Obviously. I'm going to take the Easy. Bengals to beat the Ravens again. Okay. I'm going to take the Eagles, obviously, to beat the Cowboys because they've already proven they can do it once. And then I'm going to take the Bengals, Joey Burrow, Super Bowl. Bengals, Cowboys, Super Bowl choices. What? Those are our Super Bowl winner choices. Yours are the Bengals, mine's the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> this was a All stupid. Right. Thank you for the suggestion. You opened There's the There's nine weeks left. You said that anyone could suggest a topic and look at the precedent we've set. We're going to do anything for you. All right. You're welcome. All right. Don't ask us to do that again. <laughs> Next up, we have another fun game here that maybe is another recurring I, I'm excited for this I game. I like this one. Okay. So the thought is everybody does their power rankings based off of the best team. And nobody there. cares about your hot take on the power rankings. They're all the same. Right. So why don't we mix it up? We're going to make power rankings based off of anything except the skill of your team. Exactly. Completely obscure things. First up this week, power rankings for which quarterback you would least like to have in a fourth quarter, like winning game-winning drive, yep. two-minute drill. Absolute bottom of the bottom. Who is your five worst? And under no circumstances do I want to roll that guy out there to get me a, a touchdown or a field goal at the end of the game. We put some ground rules on this, I will say that. Yes. They had to have been the intended starting quarterback for the NFL team of their choice for week one of the season. But you, yes, yes. So like, say yes. can't say Danny DeVito for the Giants because obviously we'll pick the same shitlord guys that are third stringers that are out there right now. Right. So we're not, no softies here. They had to have been the intended starting. And I think the only one we left off Even was Kyler because Kyler yeah. was not ever going to, like it had to have been somebody, either they started week one or, like, if they didn't get hurt, like, whatever. It was like, yeah, I pulled a hammy in out yeah, two weeks, whatever. Yeah, yeah like, like, whatever. Basically, you get it. You get it. Number one, I've got... Go through your five. And okay. I'll, and then I'll tell you if I had anything different. I've got number one. Well, well hold on. Is one the most suck? Yes, the least oh, suck. Start at five. Start Go, at five. Why okay, would you five. ever start? Who starts at one? I do. This is the anti-power No one's going to care rankings. after one, then. <laughs> All right, fine, guy. Number five, okay. I've got Justin Fields. Wow. Number five. Okay, okay. <laughs> See, it's, you said we were going to have the same ones. This I, is different. He's not even on my list. I know, I know. You're welcome. He's I, on my radar, but he's not on my list. He's played in the league for three years. Yeah. He has one fourth quarter comeback in those three years. It's probably because the team always gets blown out, they right? I mean, very many <laughs> there's games. not even a chance that you have. But, you know, I just, I really wouldn't want him leading my final drive because he's not a winner. He hasn't won games in the football in the NFL. He hasn't he won hasn't games, won games in, the football. in the football. He I won really, some games in college. I really wouldn't want him leading the three quarters preceding the fourth quarter. But that wasn't part of the rules. But Just the two-minute drive. But I also really wouldn't want him leading the two-minute drive. Just not enough experience. And he kind of sucks. Not going to get you points. No, and two-minute drive, he's going to use his legs. We need him to use his arms. His That's arms are right. kind of not very Bonehead. good. Bonehead, run the clock. What are we doing? Wasting timeouts. Yep. All right. That's my five. Do you want to go with your five, or do you want me to? Just yeah, keep yeah, I'll do my five. We can go. We can go number for number here. Number five. Okay, so here's mine. Okay. 
And I will say, I would probably not have put this person on my top five if you made me do it before the season, but I think it's an unquestioned should be on your list. Jimmy Garoppolo. He is on my list. He sucks. <laughs> and I'll give you one beyond him sucking all year for the Raiders. Couldn't get done the Super Bowl. Missed a wide open guy. There's your fourth quarter drive. Yeah. Clown. You should have had a yeah. Super Bowl. Niners fans are still crying. They hate you for that. Guy got benched for Aiden O'Connell this year. He has the best wide receiver in the league and can't even pass to him. He sucks. 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 He sucks. He's on my list. We'll get to him too. Okay. Okay. Number four, Deshaun Watson. Oh, I like that. That's good. <laughs> He's not on my list, but I like that. Yeah. Uh, I think my, my take on this one was like, hey, if he could close out games like he closes out those massages, I think he would have a lot more happy endings. Wait, wait, so how long did you think about that? <laughs> I may have been in the hospital waiting for some meds at that point. <laughs> did you write that down? Yes. Because <laughs> okay. I thought of that and I was like, that's kind of clever. Yeah. Um, did you pick him just because of that? No, no. Okay. Okay. But I picked him and I thought, you know, that's kind of funny. Okay. I also thought that they've been focusing so much on the swelling in his arm, like they're trying to get that swelling down yeah. his shoulder. They just need to like work on that, but they also just need to get him swollen in other areas. Maybe he would play better. He's really Maybe. bad for what he's getting paid. Maybe it's because he's not getting those massages anymore. He was a baller in Houston. He should do what um, Tom Brady did and bring in his own like physical therapist, except for it's he just... He should. A massage therapist. All right, who's your number four? I don't think that this one is going to be very controversial. I would have put him on my list before the season, um, and you might have him on your list. Um, he is your Green Bay Packers starting quarterback, Jordan Love. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't have him on my list. I think he stinks. He does stink. He stunk last year. I was hoping for him to have a good season this year, though. I wasn't. Then he stinks. He's very bad. People might say he played well last week against the Rams. I don't think he did. Yeah. He stinks. He stinks. Um, definitely don't want him to have the ball in his hands <laughs> no. at the end of the game, needing no. points. He lost the Broncos game. Yeah. I don't even need stats. I didn't use stats for any of these. No. He stinks. Number four. Number four. Uh, number three was uh, for me was Jimmy Garoppolo. I already talked about him. Yeah. I think, that's a, I think that's a good pick. Yeah. Who's your number three? I hope you have this guy. <laughs> of course I do. I wanted to put him at one for the meme of right. it. Right. I have him. But there have are worse next. quarterbacks than him. <laughs> Number three, anti-Ryan anti Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill podcast. Absolutely. Ryan Tannehill Love sucks. The choice. He's horrible. He's 35 years old now. He was great a couple of years ago when he was like, oh, wow, who's this guy, Ryan Tannehill? Oh, I don't even so know about good. great. He, Whoa, the Titans are a playoff team, and he's so good. Should he have even made the NFL? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a starting quarterback? I mean, come on. Maybe not. Uh, he's bad now. Uh, he's bad. Will Levis is running laps around him. And uh, at times the Titans fans wanted Malik Willis in the game. Yeah. That's how bad he is. Yeah. He's got two inter or two touchdowns on the year and six interceptions. He's he, bad. He's, he's really bad. He's awful. It's really bad. I put him as my number two. So that was my next one. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Who's your number two? Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Um, yeah. I mean, mm, mm, Desmond Ritter, not clutch, no clutch genes. 
have have not seen him do a clutch thing in a game. They've won some games, yeah. but that's like when they were winning most of the game and just didn't blow it at the end. Yeah. Anytime they needed him to score. Interception. That pick surprises me. Why? Because I have him as my number one. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is my number one least likely or least wanted quarterback in a two-minute drill here. Wait, so you've gone through four now. I've gone through five. That's my five. Desmond Ritter's your number one. because yeah, I jumped into t- Ryan Tannehill. So you're telling me that my number one is not even on is my not list. even on your list? Not even on there. Do you know who my number one is? Oh, it's Dak Prescott. No. <laughs> I mean, the guy clearly didn't get it done this weekend, but no. Really? You don't have this guy on your list? I don't have this guy on my list. Number one is Desmond Ritter. Guy throws the ball to the defense in every single important situation. I mean, how many turnovers did he have in that commander's like game? Like seven. Like seven. Mac Jones. Mac Jones? He's bad. Mac Jones is very, very bad. I wanted to put him in there, but he did win the game against the Bills. Yeah, and because of that, yeah, he's my number one. Because of that? That was my 14-point game that week. <laughs> this is, this is a, just a revenge pick here. Look, Mac Jones is asked here every single week of the season, and then the one week I put them as my 14-point, he decides to win the game. I don't want the ball in his hands at the end of the game because he does horrible things with it nine times out of ten. Uh-oh. The one time he decides yeah. to do something good, it hurts my pick him. Number one, guy stinks. He's awful. Should be out of the league. I can't believe he's still a starting quarterback. They They – Float around, starting zappy like every single week. Like, oh, maybe we'll start Bailey Zappy. Yep. Maybe we'll start Bailey Zappy. And they're like, no, Mac Jones will start. And then he sucks. And then he wins the game against the Bills. I'm sorry. I I feel for you because you put so many points on that game. I will say, I think I put like 12 and you put like 14. So I do feel the pain too. Number one worst quarterback in the league. He okay. sucks. Okay. Terrible. I feel like that was a fun list. That was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably come up with some fun ones. Do you have any ideas for power rankings? We've kicked around a couple of ideas. One of them was like cool alternate jerseys, but since we can't show them to you. It doesn't really do much doesn't for really you. Hit. You'd have to be on Google and our podcast at once. And I know there's some older fans of the podcast. Yeah. Ron James might have some trouble Googling and out an app. Yeah, getting in there and looking at the app. photos. I will say one of the top ideas I've gotten for my wife, you're not a huge fan of this one. Um Power ranking teams based off of alphabetical order. That makes absolutely no sense. Why would you do that? Because uh, I thought it was clever. How? how what? Like, what? You go with the, the A team, and then the next A team, and then a B team, and then the next B team. Like, Very good. That's how alphabetical order works. Arizona. Baltimore. What about Atlanta? Atlanta. Well, what if you did it based off of the second name? Like, instead of the city, you did it off of the... There, Just saying, there's, there's, I thought that was no clever. We were going for stupid things to power rank off of. I thought that was a very good stupid thing. You were concerned about us having the same list, and there is, there's no way to not have the same list on that one. Sure there is. How? Because. You just get creative. Then you're just an idiot who doesn't know how alphabetical order works? Maybe you put Alabama in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> now I'm confused. We're going to move on. <laughs> that was fun, though. I like that. was fun. I liked that one a lot. That one will be here to stay. Ryan Tannehill sucks. Ryan Tannehill is terrible. I'm glad we both had him on the list. I had him a little higher than you. I'm, I'm very happy. We're At the end of the day, you could have put my five in any order, and I would have said, yep, yep. those five guys right? stink. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. In the interest of time, we're going to skip to our game previews. Texas at TCU this weekend, Texas is favored by 10. TCU 
has beaten us seven out of the last 10 times. We have Malik Murphy as our quarterback, who looked like garbage our past three quarters that he played. TCU is not a good team this year. They are very bad. They <laughs> lost to Colorado. Thank God they're a bad team. I think Texas can win this one, but I think it's still going to be completely contingent on the play of Malik Murphy. If he can look somewhere middle ground or have one good quarter like he did in that Kansas State game, I think we can win. If he doesn't, I don't know that we win another game here. I don't know. How do you feel? Here's my thing. I'm less concerned than last week because Kansas State was very good and TCU is very bad. But the more we saw Malik Murphy, the worse we felt. So bad. You gave me, like, why do I have to watch this on Saturday now? I get enough of it on Sunday watching Kenny. I don't need this on Saturdays. Um, Yeah, a little scary. We are only 10 point favorites. Yeah. Which I feel like we should be 40 point favorites if we had Quinn Ewers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It would definitely be like 25. You know, I will say the defense is a lot better this year. Elite. And that gives me comfort because historically, Texas defense stinks. They're typical Big 12. And then the offense needs to score a bunch to win games. They don't necessarily have to. And the run game is still very, very good. Yes. So I feel more confident this week, but still obviously nervous. We're at that time of the season, though, that I think we could be playing – the school of the blind and I'd be a little nervous because like we're actually kind of putting together a good season. This speaks a hundred percent more on Texas than it does on TCU. Yeah. You've emotionally scarred your fan base. Yeah. (laughs) For the past 10 years that I've been a fan. Clowns. Tough. It has been tough to watch. All right. We're going to move on past that game. We both think Texas is going to win, but we're both very concerned. We're probably going to pick Texas every week forever. College football playoff contention games that I had listed here. Ole Miss at Georgia. Georgia's favored by 10 and a half points. I Good think game. this is a this is a week that, that Georgia can get got, but I don't know if they're yeah. going to get got because Ole Miss's offense yeah. is potent. Ole Miss's offense is potent. They also have a really good defensive line. They mm-hmm. have one of the top 10 sack rates in the country, so they have a 9% sack rate. Basically, one out of every 10 dropbacks ends up in a sack. That's helped by Texas A&M's Max Johnson standing in the pocket for 18 seconds right. last game. Also helped by Brock Bowers not playing in the game, so you don't have your tight end to do these quick in routes. Yeah, You do have a really good wide receiver, Lad McConkey, that can probably cover for that. Who kind of looks like Brock Bowers. Kind of does. smaller. And kind of has version. just as white of a name, right? I mean, I would Lad argue McConkey. Much whiter yeah. of a name. And so I think that they're going to have to rely on that because Ole Miss does have a stout D-line. Georgia doesn't want to get into a battle with this team. I don't think they want to get into an offensive back and forth because they will lose that game. And they're coming off of a lot of tough games. Are they going to get burned out like we saw with Oklahoma? Then they lost to Kansas. Then they lost to Oklahoma State. And God knows what's going to happen next. Uh, People are saying the top six teams are going to all lose. I think that's what's going around. I've heard that. I think Georgia, number one team in the country, they're probably going to come out on top. They're... At home, that helps them out a lot. Between the hedges, I think is what the Georgia fans say. Um, I would love to see Ole Miss win. I'm going to go out on a limit. I'm just going to pick Ole Miss. Pick Ole Miss. You can take Georgia and be smart. I'm reputation on the line, taking Ole Miss. Not much of a reputation (laughs) to have, but um, putting it on the line with Ole Miss. Hey, Lane Kiffin. I like him. I think he's a good guy. I just, the past few years of watching college football, it's hard to vote against Georgia, right? 
So I'm doing it right now. Do Ole it. Miss. Do it. Next up, Michigan at Penn State. Michigan's favored by four and a half points. That's Penn, it. Let, let's just let's just let's all take a moment. Forget about the line at four and a half. We're all going to bet that line because Michigan's going to cover. Um, Penn State is O and infinity in big games. So it was like one in eleven in top ten games, I think. O and infinity in my book. So they're not going to win Michigan easy. I will say. They are at Beaver Stadium. They are. They do look in Happy really, Valley. Happy Valley. They look really freaking cool. Their whiteout yeah. and their stadium is sick. I love that. So that means all the sad fans will look really cool going home when they lose. They really will. I think it's going to be a closer game than we think it is. I think Penn State has a good defense. They lost to Ohio State, currently number one ranked team in the country. Mm-hmm. Michigan is not number one ranked team in the country. So theoretically, they could do better. Yeah. Um, they if they can get out to an early lead, rush the ball, control the time, control the pace, they can win. They're not going to, it's though. It's not going to happen. No. It's not going to happen. And it's going to be a really boring game to watch. So we're probably not watching this full game. But I never watch a full Big Ten game because exactly. they stink. <laughs> exactly. But we'll see probably the fourth quarter. Um, I, I don't think Michigan comes out on this one below, but I'd love to see it. Just like the last game. It'd be great if they lost, but I'm not putting the reputation on the line for a Owen Infinity Penn State. Another college football playoff contention team playing this week, Florida State. Miami is visiting Florida State. Florida State's favored by 14 and a half points. And Miami, unfortunately, has been pretty butts since they beat AM. Yeah, but they still are a good team. And Florida sure. State hasn't looked great. They they were in a tight race against Pitt for like Two and a half quarters. One of Florida State's biggest wins was against Clemson, right? I think so. And they're pretty mid. Yeah. Go Miami. Go Miami. But I'm pretty sure Florida State's going to win. Yeah. I think all of these number one, two, three, four teams probably do win. Nope. But. Nope. Well, not two, but anyways. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. We also have Washington and Oregon playing this week. Just a quick mention, I would love for both of those teams to lose. Yep, yeah, that'd be cool. Washington plays Utah, and they have been in a lot of close games recently. Utah, big defense. Probably their hardest competition outside of Oregon yet. Probably. Yep. Um, There's a chance. There's a chance. Go Utah. Go Go Utes. Go USC, who almost took down Washington. USC's playing... Oregon. They're going to get killed. Yeah, well... All right, let's jump into the NFL this week. Got to open up my picks because I do not want to quote any of these wrong. All right, NFL Week 10, Panthers at Bears. I think we both kind of alluded to it. Duh, Bears. Duh, Bears. This is like the anti-primetime game of the week, the anti-America's game of the week. We've had a few of those uh, historically with Thursday night games. I will say sometimes they end up being kind of fun. Yeah, but this one... Feels like it's gonna be who bad. Who cares? Yeah, I don't even know if I want to flip it on. At least those were earlier in the season where it's like maybe they'll turn their season around. I'm just saying historically, Neither like the last few years, that we it seems like Thursday night there's some real poopers on TV. Well, yeah, short week you can't prepare some upsets for sure. I want to know who picked these two teams. I guess they were thinking Bryce Young, Justin Fields. Justin Fields had a great end to the last season. Maybe they'll be good. 
Bryce Young could person be should be fired. This game sucks. Uh, Bears, go on. Bears. Uh, Giants at Cowboys. Dallas is favored by 16 and a half points. Yeah. Uh, the Giants are completely dead. Danny DeVito. Yeah. It's Tommy DeVito, but I know. basically it could be Danny DeVito out in the field. Um, People are talking. We beat the Giants 40 to zero. And Mr. You DeVito might beat them by more now. Yeah. It, we're at home. And DeVito, Mr. DeVito was even on the team. Wasn't on, wasn't playing. I, I think he was on the practice squad, but he wasn't playing. No. Like I, I don't see a reality. Saquon's been in and out Cowboys of being lose. banged up. There, you literally, there's, I'm, I hope I can put the jinx out there. There's no way you lose this game. There, there is not. I, I said it in the Eagles game, like, oh, we play 10 times. We win seven of those. We play this game 100 times. We better win 100 out of 100 times. Literally. This is a lock, and this is my top pick for the week. Zach might throw four picks, and you still win. Uh, Colts at Patriots. Indianapolis is favored by one and a half. Yeah, you know, it's getting to that time of year where it's starting to get a little cold up in New England. They're playing in um, New England, Frank in Foxborough. Oh, God. This is the Germany game. This is the Germany game. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't prep that one for you. This is the Germany game. I was just looking at it and I was like, New England's at home. Maybe that's why it's one and a half points. I mean, I have the Colts. I have the Colts. The, the Pats are dead, which is ultimately was going to be my reason. I have the Colts. Let me throw this one out, Chip. Pats are three and zero in international games. Gardner yeah, Minshew. They stink. Is the Colts quarterback? I, he's been the Colts quarterback. Yeah, they those won games last were week. with Brady. So, and the defense was great <laughs> last week. They had two pick sixes. Yeah, I think that the Patriots GM probably needs to fire their head coach, Bill Belichick. Yeah, hit the road, Jack. <laughs> fire himself. Just keep him in Germany. Yeah, um, he's on the hot seat. Sure, it's gonna be a fun end of the year. Texans at Bengals. Cincinnati's favored by seven points. Bengals. Yeah, Super Bowl team. We talked about it. Joe Burrow's on fire. The Bengals are going to win this game. Yep. Um, CJ Shroud looked fantastic last week. Joe That's, Burrow. Doesn't matter. Even better. And, I mean, CJ Shroud had a, a great, great week, but over the course of the last four weeks, he has 10 touchdown passes, higher pa- highest passer rating in that time frame. He's just the best quarterback right now after his calf is healed. Yeah. There's no stopping no them right now. Um, yeah. Packers at Steelers. Pittsburgh favored by three points. And I'm going to ride with them. Um, they're playing at home. The Packers are very bad. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. It's going to be an ugly game. It's two bad offenses. We're going to win the game. Yeah. I think that the Packers don't get to play the Rams this week, so uh, they're probably going to lose. Yeah. So I've got the Steelers in this one, too. I actually have it somewhere middle of the road. Yeah, it's in my it's in my eight, which yeah. I may move it down a little bit, but yeah. I mean, I think they're going to win. Yeah, they're probably going to win. I picked them. Titans at Buccaneers. Tennessee is favored by one point. This was one of the, the the toughest games for me to pick this week, actually. It was a tough game for me to pick, and I have it as my number one or two. Very actually, well. I'm at five, uh, and for one specific reason. So last week I picked against the Bucs because they were, I think, one and four in their last five games. Yeah. Uh, the Titans are O and a million in games on the road. I don't think they've won a game on the road in, like, 40 tries. Yeah. That stat might be way overinflated, but, but it's a long time since they've won. A road game, uh, so I'm taking the box. But they have Will Levis at their quarterback now. Don't care. Uh, Derrick Henry is looking better. They're Don't feeding care. him the ball more because they're keeping him for the season. They're not trading him. Do not care. Taking the Bucks at home. Their defense looked decent. Don't care. Taking the Bucks at home. Okay. Who you got? Titans. Okay. Yeah. So that's who I'm choosing this week. It's gonna be a fun one. Browns at Ravens. Baltimore's favored by six. 
I have the Ravens. I'm going to say this is a harder choice than I wanted it to be. It's down the board. It's not where you might think I would have put it, which is like way at the top because yeah. the Ravens are good. Yeah. It's an AFC North game, so it's going to be really competitive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens lost to the Steelers this year, and the, the Ravens Steelers are, are worse than the Browns. So. No, they're not. The, the uh, Ravens are going to beat them at home, for sure, but I, I'm just not as confident as I probably should be in it. It's going to be a close game. Yeah. Um, the Ravens demolished them earlier in the season when Dorian Thompson-Robinson was making his first start. Yes. So, like, you kind of got to scratch that game. Like, that doesn't really count. Deshaun yeah. Watson is... Is on your top five worst quarterbacks. For a fourth-quarter drive, but... But they don't need three one quarters. In this game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the other three quarters, he did okay last week. I think he's an upgrade. Um, they are division rivals. They, they have a comparable defense. It's um, going to be close, but I think there's just the Ravens are hot right now. The Ravens are hot. They have a better offense. They're going to roll through them, I think. Yeah. Uh, 49ers at Jaguars. San Francisco's favored by three. Who do you have in this one, sir? This one was also a hard one. Down my board a lot. The Jags have won their last five games. Yes, they have. They're playing at home. Yes, they are. San Francisco's on a three-game losing streak. Yes, they are. Coming off of a bye. Okay. Should be full health. Debo's still questionable, but should be fully healthy. That's the thought. Brock Purdy's out of the concussion protocol. Mm -hmm. Jags have a really bad passing defense. Yes, they do. San Fran added Chase Young to their defense, yes, which was did. already elite. Mm-hmm. So they're probably going to get better. Mm-hmm. And the Jags have not beaten the Niners since 2005. It's a long time. It's a long time. I think they may be a little bit like the Dolphins, where they are shrouded a little bit by teams that they have beaten. They've beaten the Steelers, Saints, Colts, Bills, Falcons. Take out the Bills. None of those teams are super impressive. Steelers are over 500, though. <laughs> Fine, take out two of those. <laughs> really, I, I mean, even leave the Steelers in the list. It's not a super impressive list. It's right, right, beaten. Right. The 49ers, I think, come back a little hot, win the game. I've got the Niners. Yeah, yeah. So I've waffled on this one back and forth. I did have the Jags at one point today. Oh, I did too. Um, I talked myself into an upset here, um, but I've talked myself into some upsets the last few weeks, and they burned me. Uh, so I think it's just Niners off the buy makes the, the buy. most sense, Fully but it is healthy. literally my number two pick. It's way down the board. Yeah. Better D line. Yeah. I mean, like, I I think that they come in and they do well. Yeah. Saints at Vikings. The Northern coin by two and a half. The coin. The coin profit. You brought this one up. There's a dude that came out beginning of the season, flipped a coin for the entire Saints season. So he's a New yeah. Orleans Saints fan. And he posted it in September before the season started. Right. And so this 1999 Georgia quarter, huh? Yep. Uh, flipped it. The coin profit. Basically heads win, tails lose, and went through all of their games so far. It's 9-0. 9-0. 9-0. He predicts that the next... Five games? Four games or wins? I think right? so. The next loss I think they had on the books was to the Giants. Giants. But he predicts that they beat the Vikings. And I predict they beat the Vikings. I think this might be a pick where a lot of people go with the Pastronaut. They're saying he's going to be better this week. Saints I think defense is good. I think we might come up getting some points on these losers who are not listening to the Coin Profit. Coin Profit. I've got. Maybe, it's at my three. Too. Maybe I need to move it up the board. I think you should. Put it at 14. It's, I mean, it's written in the stars. It's basically a lock. Yeah. The guy has more wisdom than we will ever wish to have. The coin does. The coin, that's who I yeah. meant, the guy. Yeah, the guy. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got the Saints, too. Falcons at Cardinals. Atlanta's favored by one and a half. Cardinals are so dead. They're so dead. Yeah. Uh, take the Falcons. This is a weird one. Yeah, but Arthur Smith shaved. 
I'm taking the Cardinals. This is one of my two upsets for the week, and the other one was the Titans. Kyler Murray's back. James Conner should be back, or both of those are expected to be back. Right. That's an upgrade from Clayton Toon. Okay. Uh, I think that this is a stupid pick. It is a really stupid pick. I have them at number one, I'm pretty sure, or number two. Wait, Kyler's playing for sure? Not for sure. Okay. But it's suspected that he will be back. They said that he's basically ready to go. James Conner is expected to be back. He, they said he's basically ready to go. Ooh, so. That's actually like making me start to think that I need to move this way down the board. So, um, yeah, they're dead, but they get back two of their stars potentially, probably this week. Uh, with that being said... If Kyler doesn't go, though, they're going to get killed. No, and if Kyler doesn't go, I'm probably going to change my pick. But, but will we know by Thursday? Probably not. But we may hear some more news. Fair, yeah, so fair. If I hear something more, I'm gonna try not to get burned on news missing it out, like like with Stafford last week. Yeah, not realizing Stafford wasn't playing. Yeah, that was tough. Hurt. Uh, I've got the Cardinals for now. Probably 99 percent chance I'm keeping the Cardinals. Lions at Chargers. Detroit is favored by two and a half points. Yeah, uh, Lions off a bye. Off a bye. Full healthy. Um, Chargers defense is garbage. Very bad. Lions offense is very, very good. good. Taking the lines. I think that I've was like a too. easy. It's pretty, yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward, yeah. Commanders at Seahawks. Seattle's favored by six and a half points. Yeah. Um, Seattle just got routed and embarrassed. and uh, So did the Lions by the Ravens. Yeah. But you're still picking them. Yeah. So uh, under the same. And the Commanders are way worse than the Chargers. Under the same school of thought, I am doing the exact same thing. We have the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I've got the Seahawks too. I mean, the commanders are playing without a D-line. If you give Geno time, he's going to be serviceable. They did win last week. Um, so, you mean the commanders? Yes. Yeah, they did. They are coming off a win. But they still... They stink, though. They are really bad. <laughs> they have zero pressure. They are going to lose. They just beat Mac Jones. It's not that hard to do. <laughs> no. Jets at Raiders. Jets are favored by one and a half points. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought this was an upset. I picked the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not an upset. Uh, based on the statistics on CBS Sports Pool, this that's a 29% picked Jets huh. team. Huh. So that's why I thought it was an upset. It's my number one pick. Uh, the number one point to pick. Huh. I'm taking the Jets be, only because I think the fairy tale is dead huh. in, in Las Vegas. I can get behind that, but they're playing at home. I've got the Raiders. I don't think it's a fairy tale. The Raiders should definitely win. Yeah. But if they're starting 8-0 and Connell, which I believe they are. Yeah. Um, the Jets, the only thing they have going for them is their defense. Yeah. And Aiden O'Connell's not very good. That's a fair point. Uh, I still think the Raiders should win this game. And I, I think they will. I, I totally agree that they should, but I felt like I needed to pick an upset. Yeah. Turns out this wasn't this one. Um, but this was my upset. I'm going to go with this as an upset. Uh, let me say this. This is the point of the season where they do have flex games. This is the Sunday night game. It has to get flexed, right? This Flex is, me the Niners and Jags. This is the schedule. When do they have to Sunday announce that game? Though? I'm pretty sure it's announced. It's like they can't flex it anymore. I'm pretty sure that they scheduled this game for 7:20 p.m. on Sunday. What in the damn hell are we I doing? I don't know. I could be wrong on that, but I'm I'm pretty sure. I hope you're wrong on that. <laughs> that this is the Sunday night game that you'll be watching. I mean, it is the Sunday night America's game right now. Game of the night, but America's maybe they the can week. flex it tomorrow. Maybe Thursday. I flex so. that thing. I hope so. This is a terrible game. Give me Niners and Jags. All right, Broncos at Bills. Buffalo's favored by seven and a half points. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broncos just beat the Chiefs recently. You know? Don't care. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't care either. It's the Bills. 
Always um, was. Okay, last week's record. Kind of got to clear the air here. You went nine and five, which was pretty good. It's pretty good. That we was did, a tough week. We did mention it that that like if we wanted five hundred, we'd be pretty happy. I went five hundred seven and seven, and I'm not very happy. Yeah, so because I beat you. Not even that. It was just frustrating. The Houston game, Tampa Bay puts together a scoring drive, like gives the guy 40 seconds left. Like I basically turned off the game and then looked up and was like, oh, they scored? What are you talking about? I didn't even there watch them score. Multiple games with a final score change within the last minute that was just, that just murdered me. It was, it was heartbreaking. Cowboys Sucks were heartbreaking. You. It Sucks does to be suck. you. Sucks to be you. I went nine and five. Ooh, guess what though? You're still losing on the season. All yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 41, 31 for you, 44, 28 for me. So those are pretty good records. Look at us. We're better than 500. Solidly positive. Um, We'll see how this week goes. We have a lot of the same picks, a little bit of the different ones. It is early this week. Next week will also be a different day other than Wednesday. So uh, it's my wife's birthday on Wednesday. Stay tuned. Happy yeah. birthday, and Francesca. you blamed this week on me, but it was definitely your fault because you're going to Worst Fest tomorrow, all right? Blah, blah, blah. So it's your fault every week. You couldn't do it Wednesday either. Neither yeah, of us could do sucks. it Wednesday. Maybe I scheduled dinner after I scheduled, after you scheduled Worst Fest. I know that's a f- not true at all because your wife probably already had scheduled dinner. Fair. Okay. You were informed. <laughs> I was informed last night. <laughs> we scheduled this last night. <laughs> Here we are. Um, that was it for the week. I think that was a good week. Did we do any better on time? Uh, 137, and we <laughs> added in a ton of crap that your dad won. We added so much <laughs> stuff in this week. No no shorter. Uh, it's the same time as last week, and I think that uh, if we condense a little bit of the crap that uh, Ron James wants, then we'll get a little bit closer to 130. Stop coming up with ideas, guy. Do your Idiot. own podcast. Idiot. Old man. All right. That was it. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week. <laughs>